Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to r slash true off my chest, an amazing subreddit in which redditors anonymously post their deepest, darkest secrets. In this first post, a man comes home to find police at his house and quickly realizes that his wife is a serial shoplifter. I found out the hard way yesterday that my wife is a serial shoplifter. I came home yesterday to find the police at our house. My wife told me that she'd made a very poor decision. Her claim was that she went grocery shopping but forgot her wallet and for whatever reason decided it would be a good idea to just leave with the groceries and come back to pay. This went about as well as you may have expected. It was also a lie. They caught her by catching her plate number on camera. The officer issued her a summons for sixth degree larceny, shoplifting, and a court date a couple of weeks from now. A few hours later, the house of cards fell apart. The police summoned her to the station and told her that the supermarket has biometric cameras and they matched her face to two previous incidents this year where she loaded up bags of groceries and just walked out the entrance. They had a total for each incident right down to the penny. She admitted to it, but then lied again, saying it was because money was tight. It isn't. We aren't rich, but she has a joint credit card with thousands in available credit on it. I was sitting next to her as she said it, but I kept my mouth shut. In the end, they are submitting for a warrant on two additional charges, same as the first. Internally, I wanted to completely blow up on her. What she has done is going to cost me thousands in lawyer fees for certain, and for her, possibly her career. I'm so beyond angry right now. I did not go off on her though. I did my best as the stoic supportive husband. Reaming her out would have accomplished nothing positive. I've already been researching lawyers for her this morning. I think I found a good one, one with a strong public service background with the town. I'm hoping that she can end up with just a fine, community service, or possibly even continued without a finding. I'm also going to be looking for therapists to try to help the underlying issue. The toughest part for the lawyer is going to be that she's already admitted to everything to the police. She can't tell me why she did it. There very well could be dozens of other incidents I don't know about. She did say she'd done it at least a couple of times long before we met. Words cannot begin to express my level of frustration right now. I've spent years trying to put us on a better footing, only to have her kick me in the financial nuts with this incident. I barely slept last night, and I doubt she did either. Okay, and there we go. You know what, guys? I know that OP is obviously trying to help out someone that he he loves a lot. It's his wife. I get that. From my perspective, I just don't know if I could be with someone like this. Like, if if I find this out about someone, and it's easy for me to say because you know I'm I'm not I don't have a wife. I've not been in love with someone for X amount of years, like like OP has, and probably has a you know, crazy life together, or whatever. I just don't know if I could do it anymore. For me, stealing is literally the lowest of the low. It's such a like it's such a bad thing to do. I don't even care who you're stealing from, even if it's a massive company with X trillions. I hate it. Like it's something that I will never do. I never have done. Even like from a you know your corner shop stealing a sweet. I'll never do that. I just don't understand it. I think it is literally the lowest of the low. So if if someone is doing this in my life, the amount of respect I'd instantly lose to them is mental. Now I do like OP that you, that you're saying you're trying to help and that you're going to go through therapy and all that. What I don't like is that you're saying that you want to try and find the best lawyer possible. I understand it. 
But ultimately, I really hope your wife gets punished for this. It's disgraceful. It really is. Um, look, I rate you posting it online because it's a pretty kind of horrible thing to talk about. And I, I know you're looking for advice and all that stuff. But from my perspective, I'd say, really? I would have to question being with this woman. Sorry if that's a little bit too harsh. It's just what I'm thinking. Never warn anyone if they're about to be fired. It creates a dangerous situation in the workplace, especially for women, and I will never do it again. About two years ago, I was inadvertently made aware that one of my coworkers was about to be fired that Friday. We will call him Carl. Apparently, Carl had made a habit of annoying the wrong people and making misogynistic comments in front of his female supervisor. Surprisingly, that's not what actually got him fired. What finally did Carl in was the fact that he stupidly chatted up some powerful guy's wife at a company social event the week prior. Rule number one for company social events, never, ever, ever be too chatty with random women. Stick to the people you know. You never know who she's married to and how powerful and insecure her husband may be. I only found out about Carl's pending firing because my job duties required me to spend a lot of time around upper management. My proximity to the halls and offices of upper management allowed me to overhear a conversation about his pending firing. And since none of the upper management personnel was aware that I knew Carl personally, they spoke freely about him right in front of me. They laughed for several minutes about everything involving Carl, from his mediocre work ethic, the chatting up somebody's wife incident, his wardrobe, and the inappropriate misogynistic comment he was accused of making in front of his female supervisor. I basically sat there stone-faced and disinterested to hide the fact that I knew Carl personally. It must have worked because they kept going on and on about just how mediocre he was. When I was finally able to sneak away, I consulted one of my buddies for advice. I told him that Carl was getting fired on Friday and I asked if we should warn Carl. This was on a Monday afternoon and we both agreed that despite Carl's many flaws, it would be the decent thing to do to warn him so that he can start his job search a few days early. Huge mistake. The next day, Tuesday, arrives and we invite Carl out to lunch. After we're all done eating, we break the news to Carl. We tell him that we caught wind that he's getting fired on Friday and there's nothing he can do to reverse it. We also advised him to start his job search immediately and to call out sick on Friday so that they're forced to fire him over the phone versus humiliating him by having him escorted out by security on Friday, which is standard procedure. We also made him promise to keep a low profile the rest of the week and not make it obvious that he was aware of his fate. A promise that he only kept for the 20 minutes it took us to drive back to the office because within minutes of arriving back at the office he stormed into his female supervisor's office and accused her of hating men sabotaging his career and actively working to get him fired we weren't present for this part of the story but apparently after storming her office so aggressively she asked him to leave immediately when he refused she literally screamed for help That is when several people with an earshot came running to see what was taking place. When they forcefully removed him from her office, he took off running to HR. But in the midst of all of this chaos, his supervisor panicked and pulled the fire alarm, assuming that he was running off to get a weapon to come back and harm her with. I was completely oblivious to all of these events. So when I heard the fire alarm, I assumed it was a normal fire drill. Everyone on my floor casually exited the building via the stairwells. But when we made it outside, we were greeted by several police vehicles arriving and cops literally running full speed into the building. That's when we were all told to go home for the day. I was still completely oblivious that all of this was for Carl. I actually found out later on social media that Carl triggered all of the chaos. The next day, I also found out that when the cops were searching the building for him, they found him sitting outside of HR, waiting for the fire drill to end so that he could file a complaint against his supervisor. 
He'd assumed it was a normal fire drill as well He had no clue it was his supervisor that had pulled the alarm on him because she was afraid of him becoming an active shooter He was fired on the spot didn't even make it to friday And this is why I would never tip anybody off ever again Lesson officially learned. Yeah, i'll be honest I don't really get why you'd want to warn Carl about him being fired. It doesn't seem like a nice person. Why would you warn someone like this? That's that's what I'm getting at. Unless you're mates. Uh, you, you said that he's actually quite a nice guy or something, didn't you? You said that he's actually not that bad. But he's misogynistic and clearly has anger issues, right? I just don't really know why it would be in your interest to say this to him in the first place. Let alone thinking telling anyone about them being fired because yeah you're risking a big reaction like this and to be honest how would you react if you were told by a co-worker oh yeah by the way you're getting fired in three days you'd probably be pretty irate and and want to go get answers and not really care anymore and go off the wall so in that to that respect i don't really blame carl for his reaction but yeah just a weird thing to do anyway tell someone they're going to be fired it's not really much of a warning anyway three days what are they going to do go and get a new job in three days i highly doubt it so i know you're saying that you'd never tip anybody off ever again i wouldn't have done that ever in the first place what do you think would you tell someone if they were as unhinged as carl i don't think i would have done my parents asked me to learn how to clean and bury corpses it's been over a month now for the civil war that happened in my country sudan things have been going downhill ever since and so is my patience and mental health It's been 21 days of no electricity and water and our food in the fridge or what's left of it is all spoiled and rotten We're running out of cash and I don't know how to run things anymore The stalls all around us are closed and all of our cash got spent on buying water from the milk van We can't afford milk because it's way too expensive and we need the cash for both my mother and dad's medicine The rsf forces are robbing all the nearby houses and it's only a matter of time before they reach ours I can't imagine my mother getting assaulted or my dad getting shot to death and there are only 10 hospitals in the country and they only treat the military forces and announce the dead civilians i figured we have to flee to the states but i fear we might get killed on the way and with no income and my dad being 80 and mum being 50 and weak it's up to my 19 year old butt to hit the streets and find a job but no one is hiring not even a maid or a babysitter And I never imagined that one day I'd go from being a medical student to a panhandler in the streets Yesterday it was 2 a.m. When a bomb hit the airport and it lit up the whole sky and shook the house and broke all our windows doors Kitchen utensils and ornaments My mother sat down and talked to me about her will and that if she dies She wants things to go according to her will and that I should learn how to do guzzle al mayat As I'm writing this, tears are stinging my eyes and her words keep circling my head and I just want to bury myself and relieve myself from all of this. But my parents have no one but me to support them and I would do anything for them and I would sacrifice everything for them even if it costs my happiness and well-being. Now guys, for those of you that don't know, like me, I've just looked it up there, Guzel Mayat is performed on a deceased Muslim. It's usually carried out by family members who are the same sex as the person who has died. It involves washing all parts of the body with soap and water in a specific way while maintaining privacy and dignity. Pretty much, Opie's mum is saying, if the worst comes to the worst here, 
you might be the one that needs to know how to do this. Wow. What a just frankly disgusting thing to hear. Oh my goodness me. That is just, yeah. Wow. I mean, the first two stories were, were pretty tough. This is just horrific. Absolutely horrific. I'm just, what can I say other than that? I'm just so sorry, OP, that you're in this situation. I really hope that everything going on in, in Sudan improves as, as quickly as possible and there are no more deaths. Sadly, it seems unlikely, but goodness me, that is just a tough story. Where do I even begin with that one? Other than saying... I just yeah i completely can't believe that you're in that situation sometimes when i when i'm you know a little bit upset about things in my life or i'm like oh it's not as good as it should be i think about things like this i'm like okay you've got it pretty good my friend and let's be honest the majority of us doing this right now you know the fact that you're even able to listen to a podcast or watch this video the fact that i'm able to record it in peace is an absolute blessing that is a crazy story I'm going to be honest, those first three stories have been pretty negative. And, and some of them, some of the, the, the stories that you see on True of My Chest are quite negative. You know, they're anonymous for a reason. So for that reason, the next two stories, the next two posts I'm going to narrate in this episode are going to be positive. All right, we're going to change it up. I'm going to find some happy ones and we're going to end this episode on a good note. Here we go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I've been reverse pickpocketing my parents for years and I think I'm addicted to it. When I was younger, I noticed how excited my mother would get over finding money on the ground or in the wash, even if it was only a dollar. Once I was a bit older and had a job, I realized that I had money I could spend however I wanted. My parents didn't really like receiving random gifts when it wasn't a holiday or birthday, so I started sneaking ones and fives into their wallets, bags, and even coat pockets. It made me so happy to see how excited my mum would get, even though it wasn't much money. And sometimes my dad would bring home candy with the surprise extra money. I'm an adult now, and I still live with my parents. They let me live with them super cheap, even though money has been a little tight the last few years. They don't like it when I just give them money to help, even if they pay me back. So I've started reverse pickpocketing tens and twenties. My mum gets especially excited and tells me about all the money she found. My dad doesn't vocalize that he found it. He just brings home ice cream or fast food for the family. The problem is I can't stop. It's not putting me at a detriment because they don't charge much for rent, but I'm worried I'll get caught soon. I'll probably stop once our financial situation is a bit better in a year or so. I just absolutely love the smile it brings to my mother's face and the smile my dad has when he surprises us with a special treat. It's worth the 20 to $30 every paycheck. I don't do it too often, but it's been going on for so long, I think I'm addicted to it. And then we go, that is more like it. That is the sort of story that I absolutely love. Super nice of you. And you know what? I also completely rate your parents so highly. The fact that your dad doesn't even want to say that he, he found the money. He just, he's almost embarrassed by the fact that he's found it and just immediately goes to spend it on the family straight away, giving them a treat is so nice. Your parents are clearly lovely people. Even in financially hard times, they still don't want any help from someone like you, their child, who's actually doing pretty well for themselves, it seems. Just very kind people all around. A lovely family. An amazing, selfless thing to do, OP. 
Yeah, that's more like it. A great story. And the good news is we've got time for one more. And now for our final story of this episode. My little brother sent me a meme that made me cry. He's almost 13 and I'm in college. Sometimes he comes over during the weekend and depending on whether I have free time or not, we go catch a movie, visit the city, plan activities, or hang out in my room and play video games. There's been times when I had so much to study that we couldn't leave my room at all. He plays games on my laptop. I have a gaming one, so he's able to play more recent games and I cook meals for us. He sent me a meme. It was a random shot from a movie in which a guy was walking away visibly sad. The caption was, POV, 12-year-old me leaving the bro's house after having the best weekend of gaming and watching movies with him. It made me cry during class. I know he treasures these moments with me and we're also going through some rough moments in our life. I'm doing my best to be by his side because I understand how important it is to have a support system. He's been more open to me about a lot of stuff and I feel like our relationship has grown deeper since I moved for college last autumn. I love him to death. And there we go. What a way to end the episode. See see what I mean, guys? I don't know. You let me know in the comments down below. Do you prefer the, the tough true off my chest stories the stories which i'll be honest i kind of feel like are suitable for this subreddit the ones that this subreddit was kind of made for you know speaking anonymously really asking for help or just saying something terrible that's going on in your lives or the lives of people around you i think that's kind of what the subreddit is for you know if you're getting something off your chest it's normally a negative thing however those past two stories make you feel good so let me know what do you prefer the the first three the last two or a mixture of both like what i've just done there let me know in the comments down below and uh yeah i'm excited to see your feedback as for this one that is going to do it really hope you enjoyed it one of my favorite subreddits at the moment no doubt is r slash true off my chest if you want more right away i've left another episode of mine from the subreddit at the top of the description also in the pinned comment if you're on youtube and also on the screen right here if you're on youtube so click it and i'll see you guys all tomorrow for a brand new reddit episode 